What is up, everybody? Welcome to For the Record, episode number 73. Uh, this is going up on Wednesday, March 1st. Holy shit, it's March already. I... How did we lose two months already? Like, what... What the hell? That's not... God damn it. Wow. Alright, that went by super quickly. Um... Alright, um, this episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Um, I can't, I actually can't speak more highly of, of Audible. Um, I actually gave the program a try, um, because I just, I'd heard a lot about it, I'd always, I'd always heard really good things about it, and I, um, I was reading, and I'd started to read Born a Crime, the, um, autobiography from Trevor Noah, and so I decided to download the, uh, the audiobook and try to read along with it and listen to it, and it's, it, it's, for some books, is totally different, um, for a lot of them, I know, I saw a commercial the other day of them, uh, I think it was Zachary Quinto, um, Mr. Spock in the new Star Trek, and in countless other films, a, a really great actor, um, reading George Orwell's 1984, and it sounded fucking awesome, like, it sounded really cool, and I think that's gonna be my next, um, my next book, um, that I'm going to check out once uh, I finish the Trevor Noah book. But it, it's really cool hearing the author um, himself. Um, fiction, obviously, is different. You have to get a different um, person to really capture the story, and that, that that's all subjective. But hearing the actual writer of a biography or of their own story, it, it's a totally different experience than just reading the book yourself. Um, uh, and yeah, I just, I have really been enjoying Audible and I, I think you guys will too. So, uh, to sign up, uh, for a free 30 day trial and to get a free audiobook credit, that is a, you get a, a book for free and a free audiobook. I can't reiterate that enough. Um, visit www.audible.com. That excuse me www.audibletrial.com slash shameless promo once again audibletrial.com slash shameless promo all right this episode is with ryan sloan the vocalist guitarist and according to my press release pianist as well of uh alternative rock band wyland um they have a new ep coming out this friday march 3rd called the snake hill ep uh, we spoke over the phone for about, uh, I think it clocked in around uh, close to a half hour, um, and it was it was a really it was a really great chat. It was nice to I I know that uh, some of the intros when I do these things can almost sound like I say, oh, it was really great, it was really great, but I, I really mean that. I haven't knock on wood talked with anyone who's been uh, super rude or standoffish or anything like that. Everybody, it, it's nice to talk to people who genuinely enjoy their art, whether that's a musician or a comedian or a writer or, or, or what, whatever it is. But, um, I've just, I've been, I feel really lucky that I've been able to talk to such great, um, creative people who just are nice and like making stuff. I, I don't know how else to say that, but, um, Ryan was great. We talked about the EP, just kind of their, the process of how they, how they existed as a band and, um, just some of the usual band questions that you'll usually hear me talk about. But, it, but again, even when asking the usual questions, um, if you listen to the show a lot, it's all every band has a different story and it's it's really cool to hear that every every artist i believe has a different kind of story because it's where they grew up where they formed the 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 environment around them how that played into their music um all of that um so i really hope you enjoy this one and i hope you pick up the snake hill ep which again comes out on friday march 3rd um we'll put links to everything um from Wyland in terms of where you can find the EP and where you can check them out, like them on Facebook, etc., um, in the description of the episode. And 
yeah, so let's uh, let's get right into it. I've uh, rambled enough. So this is episode number 73 of For the Record with Ryan Sloan of Wyland. Enjoy. Yeah, no, no, don't even sweat it. I, I've, I've done that plenty of times before. <laughs> um, I just got an email from, uh, who was it? Uh, I got an email from Danielle saying that that was the case. So yeah, no, you're totally good. Um, not a problem at all. Sweet man. So what's going on? How are you? Um, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm out. Um, I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in Oakland right now. But um, yeah, it's okay, um, cool. yeah, having um, just having a normal work day, just uh, doing interviews and all that fun stuff. How about you? You're are you you're based out in New Jersey, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. How's it How's it going over there? It's going good. Today wasn't uh, was a nice day. It definitely wasn't uh, you know uh, Bay Area weather, but it was uh, <laughs> you know it was we finally had some sunshine and. Uh, it felt like a bit warmer, which is nice, you know. That's good. Yeah, I know that Jersey can get a little bit dreary in ter- in terms of weather and in terms of the yeah man yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah for sure. Um, well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you about uh, Snake Hill and about your music and um, all the work you guys have been doing. Um, but so I guess to I guess to start this off. Um, walk me through the process of going from the release of In a Sea of Things Unsaid to from that time period of having released the record all the way to um the writing and recording for snake hill and essentially like what was what was going on at that point for you as a songwriter and for you guys as a band sure um well we we did we did uh ayasatu or in the sea of things unsaid and uh when we released that it was uh it kind of changed the game for us we were we, we always talk about uh like a about a year prior we we played this uh festival called gentlemen of the road which mumford and sons puts together uh they came to seaside heights new jersey and we we got to uh we got lucky enough to play their after party and um we had to like we we were kind of like a folk band a little before that like we were a lot calmer and more singer songwriter and it was so loud that we had to bump everything up like we had to literally become a rock band overnight (laughs) and uh yeah and we had such a good time doing it that we immediately started working on Ayasatu and went to the studio and we turned up the gains and we, we, you know, we kind of, like I said, we just kind of became a rock band. So after that, it was kind of, um, as soon as we released in a sea of things on set, we started working on, uh, this new EP. Um, some of the songs were, uh, uh, things that I demoed out in the past and, uh, some of them are brand new. Um, 
you know, obviously 2016 was just a very strange year for everybody, you know, oh, with, yeah. Uh, with, yeah, with the politics and everything. It's just, it's just been a wild ride. So in terms of like songwriting and stuff, I, I tried to, with Snake Hill, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of tell the story of what it was like to grow up in Carney, New Jersey and, you know, have that, um, that big city passion, you know, like looking out and seeing that beautiful skyline and just, you know, wanting to be somewhere else, you know. Um, so I wanted that to really come across in the songwriting and the recording. Uh, but the issue, you know, it kind of came up with it. Everything going on with politics, it was really, uh, it was really uh, taking a turn on our songwriting, which is, you know, how the answer kind of came to be. Um, you know, I feel like everybody's mood in the band was exactly what the country was going through. Um, uh, half of our band is our immigrants, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a good mix of people from all over the world and um, our families and so on. So, you know, it really affected everybody. It hit close to home. And uh, the answer was kind of our therapy to what was going on politically. And uh, so we, uh, yeah, we, we started writing immediately after Ayasatu. We went on tour in California. And uh, we, w what we like to do, our style essentially, is that we, we write songs and then we go out and we play them before we get into a studio and record them because if they don't make it on the road, they're not going to make it in the studio. And uh, we, we were actually in San Francisco. We played at Neck of the Woods, which oh, is a yeah. really cool venue. Yeah. Yeah, I lo loved it there. It was awesome. <laughs> um, we played in L.A. at the Satellite. We went out to Vegas and played a little show. Uh, we, we visited Joshua Tree. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of, some of the lyrics kind of changed while we were out there and some of the, you know, uh, writing California definitely affected our songwriting well let me just say that and uh, you know we're talking about even moving there we were so in love with it um, but yeah we got back and we just started recording right away and uh, we were done with Snake Hill by September or so and we released Lights Go Dark in, in November the day that everyone found out that Donald Trump was going to be our president oh my uh, god yeah it was a, it was a weird thing because the song was not written, like, Lights Go Dark isn't a political song at all. It was more just kind of, like, feeling, as an individual, just feeling lost and, you know, having hope. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And the song took a completely different, you know, it, it, it literally just changed that day when, when people started, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was, it, was really, it was really beautiful. It was a really cool thing that uh, a lot of people were reaching out to us, telling us that it gave them hope and everything like that. And, you know. I feel like uh, we all had a talk as a band, a meeting, saying that, you know, this is this is what we're supposed to do. We have to, you know, we can't stop. We need to keep writing music, and we need to keep letting people know that this isn't the end, no matter what's happening. You know, we're, we're all in this together, and, you know, we got to make the best of it, you know, no matter what side you're on. So that was really cool, you know? Definitely. Uh, sorry, I sorry mean, I'm rambling on and no, on. No, 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 you're totally fine. That's perfect. Um well, one of the questions was actually about Lights Go Dark and what, I guess, what the track was about, but you kind of answered that. But I think it's I think it's crazy given just how the election this year played into, it played into everything when you look at it and the way that it affected and, and the way that it affected everyone. But I said in actually in my notes, I said the Lights Go Dark, having listened to the, um, the uh, I Am Sot, how do you how what's your what's the um 
the the acronym I, yes I just call it I yeah. okay so after after i uh had listened to that i listened to lights go dark and it just it had a much more hopeful feeling surrounding it so i think it's it's almost a little bit serendipitous that it came out uh, around the, at, at like the day after the election because it um i don't know it just it felt inspiring to listen to it and to kind of be like it kind of gave you that yeah it feels like everything's going to be okay that kind of feeling good yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. It was, it was, it was funny because at first we were like really nervous. We're like, um, you know, we got word that it was going to premiere that day, and we're like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's and, hope it know, goes the goes. other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like if Trump gets elected, it's like I don't think anyone's going to care about anything that day. Yeah. You know? and it was. I mean, you know, people people seem to really be uh, moved by it in, in a positive way, and. Uh, we had a lot of private messages come our way from from strangers and so on, saying thank you to us. That you know, we have a lot of friends in the LGBT community that reached out, and you know, um, you know, like I said, everybody everybody's really they're still nervous, they're still scared, and they have every right to be. And you know, uh, anything that we can do as artists to you know make people just have a little bit more hope and help them get through the day, that's that's what we're here to do. Absolutely. Um, you guys mentioned that, or you had mentioned that you guys are, you're made up of a group of immigrants, and some of you come from different places. Where do you guys come from um, in terms sure. of, yeah, I'd love to hear this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Maurizio, our guitarist, is, uh, he's originally from Peru, uh, grew up in California. Um, he actually moved out here uh, to go to school in Montclair, which is like super random to us, but um, he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he uh, he's the man. He's uh, we found him off of Craigslist. Uh, we posted up an ad. We were looking oh, for nice. a guitar player. He was the he was the only one that answered, and he happened to be, um, you know, the, the one. Um, and then we have uh, we have uh, our drummer Chris. He's uh, he lives in North Bergen, and, and he's uh, you know he's Hispanic as well. And he um, you know his whole community in, in North Bergen, in, in the area that he's from, is you know very. Um, um, were diverse you know yeah it's it's interesting because you know i come from a white family and you know i come from my father my father voted for trump so let's put it like that and (laughs) i don't you know i'm not with it but it's it's interesting because it's like coming from a more privileged side of life and then having friends that haven't come from that place it's it's you know it's i can sympathize i can i can my eyes are open to their you know their concerns and their worries and um you know, it's like, it's it's almost like not fair that I, you know, like, we've, we've had conversations where it's like, literally, one of the, one of the talking points was, well, you, you may not understand because you're white, you know, you may yeah. not understand the, the repercussions of what this could potentially be because of your skin color. And I'm like, damn, that's the first time in my entire life where I ever felt potentially what you could feel or what you have felt in, in, in moments of, you know. Uh, prejudice, you know, to, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's it's interesting, you know. Yeah, it's I, I've I mean this whole this whole thing has left me completely speechless. So I mean I'm right there with you, and I I'm white too. So it's one of those things yeah. where you see whether it's a Facebook post or whether you're talking with a friend and you're talking about this. And I was I mean I was completely. Uh, pro Hillary Clinton and um when yeah. he was still in the race Bernie Sanders like I was with that Same, team yeah. and that side but it's just it's it's just scary to see what 
is happening. Like, I mean, last night I'm down the street from the, um, I'm not down the street, but I'm, I'm close to UC Berkeley. And the, there were protests last night because that guy, um, Milo. Yeah. yeah he was, spe- he was going to speak a, there. Yeah. yeah. It got canceled. Yep. Um, but I was at first I had posted something or I was like, I'm proud of the protesters for standing up. And I was, it was peaceful. And then I like, I think I went to take a shower and I got off and then, there was a giant fire that had started in the campus, and I'm like, I well, shit. Yeah. Okay, maybe not proud of that, but um, it's just it's just a scary time. I mean, I think that's at the same time, it's important for you guys because you not only do you guys have a story to tell, but you've got music that, that goes along with that and helps tell that story, like a track like The Answer and the video that came with it, which was awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, um... I mean, with that, to, I guess to kind of segue into that, um, you kind of talked about what made you guys gravitate towards like what that song was and the video was, how it was kind of an answer for how you guys were feeling. Um, what, uh, how did the idea to do Claymation come together and who who did you recruit to take that on? Absolutely, yeah. So there's this, uh, there's this great band here in New Jersey by the name of American Trappist. Um, and his uh, the singer Joe, his wife Hannah, um, does claymation, and I found her Instagram um, just through you know falling deep into the hole of you know social media, yeah. one person to the next kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, I saw that she did like a couple claymation videos for just like just for fun for like songs that she liked from like I forget what band it was. I think it was like Death Cab for Cutie or Kings of Leon. Yeah. And uh, I, I watched it, and I'm like, wow, like, this is unbelievable. I haven't seen claymation since like Gumby, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's been like a long time, so I uh, I reached out to her and I was like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing a music video for us? We have this idea. It's very like cute and lighthearted, um, um, but this song is pretty heavy, and that's why we want you to maybe help us make it a little lighter." Um, and she was all about it. She um, she worked two plus months on it. Uh, she uh, spent just like. There was a point where she reached out and she's like, I don't know if I can finish this. Like, this is just so much more work than I anticipated. And I'm like, please, you have to do it. And she, <laughs> she basically cut out like a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that we, we originally wanted her to do. Um, but you know, uh, when she sent us the first draft, she's like, let me know if you guys have any edits. And it was just perfect. Like there was, we couldn't, we couldn't say, we couldn't even ask her even if we did want to change anything to change anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just put so much work into it. Claymation is super intense. Like, I mean, there was, what was the movie? Um, there was a movie that DreamWorks put out a couple years ago called Paranorman. It was like about the kid who could oh, talk to ghosts. Yeah. yeah. So it's like okay. they, they did something, but I just, I remember there were little like behind the scenes, like factoids that would float around on like Facebook or Tumblr. And there was one scene in that entire um, thing that I guess it took them one year to make just like a single wow. frame. And I'm just, I, I, I can't believe anytime I see someone that makes a claymation yeah. video or puts it out, I'm just like, um, you deserve a pat on the back because you just took totally. on something that's insane. Um, I think, uh, wasn't, wasn't that movie Box Trolls also claymation? I think so. I think it was some form of claymation. It was, um, I think it was like claymation mixed with 
computer animation. I think there there was something that, yeah. it was something that they did with it, but yeah, it, it was definitely in the same vein of that. But it's I mean it's, it's amazing, yeah. It's just I mean it's a beautiful art, and I mean of course you look back at like Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, Corpse Bride and all those crazy ones right, that they've done. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad I'm so glad you guys were able to have that as I guess a, a part of your legacy now. That's I mean that's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of how we like justified it all too, because you know it wasn't cheap. I mean, and and rightfully so. I mean, she she put like I said, she put two plus months in and, and had to take you know turn off turn down other jobs. So we, I mean, we we had to you know she deserved every penny and they, and probably more. Um, but that's exactly what we said. We're like, you know what, man, this is gonna this is gonna be on YouTube forever. You know, so yeah, it's definitely you know it's definitely worth it. And that's kind of what we like to do with music videos, like. We like to like have like we don't want to make like a like a typical music video where we're just performing or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like yeah, you know, I, I want to like I want to look back and be like, wow, we did some cool stuff on you know on the little budget that we had, you know. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so given that it took two months to make the video, what were you guys doing in that time? In terms of were you guys still writing for the record? Had it uh, come together yet? Or um, I guess what? Yeah. At yeah. That point, yeah, we were just doing like we were just getting it mastered at that point. Um, we we got it mastered by this uh, by this awesome guy named Alan, I think it's Duchess or Duchess, um, up in upstate New York, and uh, he uh, he did like Dejan Tendu from like Brand New and stuff. Oh he's Jesus awesome. Christ, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, he's the man. He's so cool. And um, yeah, he, I I remember we were we were going up there a couple times because he was he was kind of showing us some different directions to take mastering which he like educated us he basically gave us taught us a, a mastering class which was really cool very nice um yeah so just doing that and uh we're always you know we're always writing new stuff we're actually already back in the studio for the follow-up to snake hill oh that's um, awesome yeah so it's like we're just trying to to not stop you know i mean we're i feel like it's maybe normal for every human to do this but we always kind of feel like um we're behind you know, like it feels like I think about like you know the Beatles or or any any great <laughs> band, and yeah. it's like at this age they were huge already. Not even that huge matters, but like they just make incredible art. Yeah, you know, it's like we we got to catch up. We got to get that good. You know? I think that's kind of the curse of not only the artist, but I think it's the curse of anybody who um, is a is a modern civilian in today's society with technology because you can go and you can physically not only read about what said band did like the Beatles but you can listen to their entire thing and you can hold it in the palm of your hand so seeing yeah. it so sure. much more immediately you're just like oh shit I have done nothing I know <laughs> you're just, yeah. I know yeah exactly Exactly. Oh, it's insane. Um, well, um, I mean, have any songs come together, or are you just guys, are you guys just kind of jamming right now? Uh, a little bit of both. We have uh, we have two songs that we feel about. Uh, uh, I don't. It's like hard to say if it's like the best thing we've done yet, uh, but we're gonna get it there. I know we're gonna get it there. Um, and then for some reason, uh, we've been writing a lot of like Radiohead kind of stuff. Ooh. Uh, yeah, like, we, I, I don't know what happened, but we suddenly just kind of been really inspired by, like, Radiohead lately, and uh, a couple bands that we know have, too. It's really strange, but maybe it's something going, there's something in the water in New Jersey right now or something, <laughs> but um, it's not a bad thing, though, you know? Yeah. So, we're, we're kind of just experimenting, I guess. We're still, we're always, like, if 
finding our ground. With the EPs, it's nice because we don't have to commit to a sound. You know, like we have, Wyland has a sound, but, you know, it's like we can be ballsy and try something completely different and not worry about it because it's not an album, you know? Definitely. Do you guys know, um, speaking of the term album, do you guys, and no pressure, do you guys know if there's any point in time when you're planning to release a a full-length album or are you guys going to stick the EP route or... Um, I guess, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we spoke, we talk about it a lot and, you know, we kind of, we're always, a couple of like bands that like that we're friends with that are coming out with albums and we're kind of like, should we do it or not? And our thing is that we, we kind of don't want to do it until we have label support for the simple fact that it's like, you know, we can only get these, these singles out as far as we can. And yeah. I feel like if we're going to do an album, half of it's not going to be heard because people just don't have the you know, the, the capacity to sit through 42 minutes of, uh, you know, of music, you know, nowadays. Yeah. You know, every, everybody listens to a song and then they're on to the next one. Just like you said about, like, the Beatles catalog. It's like you could hold a whole, like, albums and, you know, a whole <laughs> legacy in your hand and then just pick up another legacy and then another one, you know? So. Exactly. Well, for sure. Um, I uh, I guess the other, uh, the other question I had about the EP for this new one was, um, where does the term Snake Hill come from? And I guess, what does that represent for the EP as a whole? Sure. Yeah, um, so Snake Hill is actually a place in Secaucus, New Jersey, uh, and or known as the Meadowlands. And um, it's a place that um, me and my buddies, my when I was a lot younger, used to travel to uh, by railroad. We'd, we'd walk the tracks behind the, this place called the Gunnel Oval in Kearney. And uh, we'd walk out to this disgusting ugly hill like it has um it has like graffiti all over it some like devil worship stuff some like very americana stuff it's like super weird yeah um (laughs) but it's uh it's a landmark uh it's called laurel hill now but the original name was snake hill because when the ice age when it melted there's this huge rock this uh and it's still there obviously uh was left in the meadowlands and all the snakes actually went on to the to the rocks to survive they all ended up dying but they, they they coined it snake hill and there's a lot of other creepy history there too but for me it was just kind of a place that me and my buddies would go and we we drink and hang out and look at the city and kind of uh you know just dream about the future and you know that's what i, I that's what i wanted to see peter feel like you know for sure. I mean, I mean, just I mean, going off of lights go dark and the answer alone. I mean, it completely evokes that feeling. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, and I, I think it's cool how it all plays together. <laughs> Sweet, cool, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you dig it. For sure. Um, so these will be the last two questions. Um, thank you again sure. for doing this. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you. Um, of course. Yeah. Thanks for taking me so late. No, no, not a problem at all. Serious, seriously, everybody. I mean, it. We're in a. We just. Every, I'm just at a point where I just kind of roll with everything. So, dude, you're totally good. Um, I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Um, so yeah. these are um, these are the last two questions I asked just to kind of wrap things up in a way. They're a little bit broader, but um, they still play into – they're still a little bit more specific to the band. So um, the first one is okay. what do you hope listeners walk away with after listening to Snake Hill? Okay. Um, well, I think that – I feel like the, the first album that I ever listened to front to back was Joshua Tree, which uh, coincidentally came out 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, it did. Um, yeah, and um, 
I remember when I listened to that album, I just never heard anything like it. I didn't know who U2 was. I didn't, uh, you know, I had a lot of, there was like a lot of Leonard Skinner and uh, a lot of like Southern rock in my life at the time. I was like a little kid. Um, and I heard that album and I heard this guy, just his, his voice just soaring over these beautiful melodic guitars and telling stories of places and things that I, I didn't and couldn't understand at the time. And I feel like I'm always shooting as a songwriter to potentially influence that little kid somewhere out there, you know? Um, I'm hoping, I guess, when people listen to Snake Hill that, that they're going to be able to close their eyes and picture that landscape that, of the Meadowlands and that, that big, ugly rock out there, uh, you know, overlooking the city and um, potentially, you know, just be inspired to go after the dreams or... You know something, something nice like that. What does music mean to you? I think music, music is just therapy. It's like at the end of the day, it's everything can go wrong. I mean, if if we were in an apocalyptic world, right? And hope, hope to God we don't we don't get there. <laughs> um, but if we were, music would still exist. Somebody would pick up a rock and bang it against this other object and and find a tone and a pitch and then you know it's just something that doesn't die no matter what birds every every animal every living organism finds music in some way whales sing dolphins sing birds sing you know um it's just the most like it's just a living necessity so you know for me it's it's the same thing i i you know i've, I've always been very in tune with pitches i remember uh, I remember, like, when my parents would, like, vacuum, I'd listen to, like, the hum of the vacuum, and I'd find the pitch, you know, so, like, for me, it's just, like, I need all that sound, and music is just life. Beautifully said, uh, man. Sounds like probably anybody would say, but... No, 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 it's all, it's, uh, it's not, that was, that was a great answer, man, and uh, lastly, where can people find you and the band online so that they can go and check out the EP and give you guys a follow and all that good stuff? Absolutely. Well, we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at We Are Wyland, W-Y-L-A-N-D. Um, and we're on Spotify as well. Right now, you can actually grab the two singles for free on Noise Trade. Uh, I don't know what the... I think it's We Are Wyland, but uh, we have the two singles up there for grabs for free right now. It's a uh, pay what you want, and uh, the only thing we get in return is your email so that we can let you know when we're coming into town. Sweet, that sounds like a good deal. Um, I'll make sure to put the links up um, when we post this. But um, man, Ryan, it was such a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, I wish you yeah, guys. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, I wish you guys all the the best success, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting the news out about the EP. Absolutely, thank you so much again, man. Seriously. Absolutely. All right, cool. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. All right, man. You too. Peace. Peace. This episode of the For the Record podcast was brought to you by Audible.com, your premier online source for all your audiobook needs. To get sign up and get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.